fall in there, are you? Well, I had a, I had my, I had one of fruit force left, so I had it about a half hour ago. Oh, I did you proper then. I was on, got like a little kickstart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good, dude. Yeah. I can't tell you, uh, it's good to be uh, sitting down with you again, boys and girls. We got a, uh, we got a fun episode for you. So, welcome everybody. Welcome back. Welcome you to Porch Talk. It's gonna be fun. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> You already heard him. You know who it is. I got Monk here with me. Yep. How goes it? The one, the only. It, it goes. It goes. The going pretty good. Vinyl. It is the last remaining show within the show. Show within the show. All the rest have gone to the wayside. That's just The it. way of the buffalo. Well, man, I, uh, since the last time we spoke, how you been, dude? I have been just put through the ringer here. Uh, I've been good. I've been good. I've been doing a um, lot of, uh, lot of uh, searching. Trying to trying to figure out some stuff, you know. Um, with after my stroke, there's been a lot of depression I've been dealing with. I'm trying to see my way through that and and figure out some things. But I think it's going pretty well. Um, no need for anybody to worry. Nobody needs to call my mom and tell her, you know. <laughs> It'll all be good. Yeah, it's just uh, man, work's been weird. Yeah, I had a gun pulled on me last week. Did you then? I wasn't even aware of it. How'd that happen? Well, I was... Uh, you, was, you weren't even aware of it. How'd you know then? At the time, uh, no. Well, uh, I needed to read this guy's electric meter. And one, there is a vehicle parked in your driveway that states the company that I work for. Yeah. Two, I'm wearing a company-affiliated shirt. And three, I'm at your meter base. So that should... Be I mean, you're not like jiggling the back door handle or anything like that, you know? No. And so, I, and the, the meter was on the side of the house. It's an electric meter. And so, I get done. I close the side gate. I'm walking out, and he's standing at the front door, you know, just peeping out. He's, hey, well, can I help you? What are you doing? I said, no, I don't need any help. I, I just need to read your meter. All right. Well, he calls uh, the office the following day and uh, is bragging that he pulled a gun on a uh, one of the workers for our company. Wow. And, you know, they ran it down, and turns out it was a long-haired country boy with red hair. So, <laughs> so there ain't but one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here we are. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't have thought anything of it until, like, they started, like, asking for my side of the story. And I was I don't have a side. I was completely unaware. If... I didn't look. Yeah. I don't know if he had a gun in his hand or not. I don't. It's like, hey, are you packing heat over there? Yeah, you were just doing your job, and yeah. like, hey, I'm done. I'm see you later. Not I'm to gone. mention, I got a hundred other stops I got to make before lunch. You know? Yeah, I got yeah. things to do. I don't have time for this. People have just been real ornery lately, though. Huh. I have to go into a lot of backyards. Typically, it's not a problem, and for whatever reason, here lately is. Uh, I don't know, a little civil unrest with people. Uh, That's crazy. People. I guess there's a reason that I'm sort of becoming agoraphobic and afraid to leave my house. <laughs> I guess there's a, there's, a good, there's a good reason behind that, you know. <laughs> Create a castle that you never want to leave. That's my advice to everybody. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But, yeah, uh, I've uh, calmed down on the drinking, so it is good to have a beer here yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, we haven't talked about the beer so, boys and girls, this is an untapped and vinyl, so uh, we're going to get into the untapped. 1985, New Belgium, Voodoo Ranger. IPA, good stuff. It's got a fruity flavor to it. I like how, I really like the New Belgium uh, Voodoo Ranger series. Um, my favorite being, um, obviously, the, uh, what is it, the, the Imperial uh just regular IPA, then. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might have been, it's the yellow can. That might have been the one. No, it's a green can. Oh, the green. The Imperial, yeah. yeah. So it's a double IPA. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, the yellow can is the one like I'm least privy to. But. Yeah. Yeah. There was one that I had was kind of like, okay, is all right, you know, but I think Fruit Force and that double IPA are my favorites, but I'm, I'm a fan of the, uh, the 1985. And I mean, we've had these on the show before. Mm-hmm. I think some of the beers, and maybe it's just the way my brain perceives it is you always want something light when you're out in the sun and by the pool, but this is definitely a pool beer, you know? It is 6.7. It's a little little rough, but you got to be able to take it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Man, I think, and I don't know if I'm going into sobriety. Like, the main thing that I wanted to prove to myself is that I could stop. 
I yeah. was I was getting to a point to where I was a little scared. Mm-hmm. And then two is I've been packing on some pounds, and I know these craft beers ain't helping. Yes. Uh, Same. So I've been paying attention more to the diet, eating a little bit better, and trying not to drink so much, getting a little exercise in at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't know what. It's really scary for someone my age. I'm in my late 40s. Um, but it seems like people my generation, we went hard on the alcohol because there's a lot of alcohol-related um, things that have surrounded me and people that I've known and and uh, liver function things. Mm-hmm. and. It's been really weird. Um, so get out while you can. You know, I personally, after my stroke, I feel that I needed drinks because I did not know I was going, I was really having this depression. Shout I, out to you, dude. Like uh, your your cadence on your voice is yeah. completely back to normal now. Yeah, oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so I, I, mean, I, know every, you, I know you've been working hard at it, but I can, I can definitely tell it yeah. looks like uh even your mobility is even getting better. Mobility is getting a lot better. Um, it's still going to be a couple years before I'm even close to normal again. But I think what I was saying was that I was kind of, I didn't know I was going through a depression. Even though I sat and I cried a lot in my wheelchair, I mean, I just thought it was my brain injury. You know, I thought it was the stroke, the the brain bleed. Mm-hmm. Um, but am I just realizing that I was depressed has helped me out a whole lot. So I need to really give up on it myself, at least for a while, um, walk away and, and kind of reformat my life because a lot of things, me being monk on the radio and at one point having a beer named after me, um, a lot of my life and my personality has revolved for so many years around drinking. And that is a little bit scary to think that that was yeah. 12 years ago, you know? Right. <laughs> Um, and here I am still going strong. Like I'm that guy, you know, but I'm really not anymore. So I need to kind of do away with it. That was one thing that I was, uh, happy about is cause for this podcast, a lot of it, I have been if post-production, even while doing it, drinking yeah, fairly, uh, heavily. Sure. And I was scared that I wouldn't be able to do this without it. Yeah. And I can. And that was that was another thing that I was real happy about is, oh, I can do this. Yeah. So I've, I've already ran a few interviews now where no alcohol is involved. I've done post-production work with no alcohol, and I was like, I can. Yeah. So good. now that I know good, that. Good, brother. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's really what I wanted to know. And I've had friends reach out to me. Um, just a couple of the guys I'll, I'll, hit, I'll hit it off with after work. Usually we'll grab a beer or two down at the garden, and even Munson hit me. He's like, dude, I ain't seen you in a while. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm not drinking, so I don't really want to be around it. Yeah. So, uh, and that that is one thing that I'll say. And I, I've quit before. Uh, when I was a teenager, I drank heavily. Yeah. Uh, liquor and uh, beer. I, I didn't acquire a taste for beer till later. I was heavy into liquor. Yeah. And my dad would trick me. My thing was Crown Royal. And uh, so our, my dad didn't mind us drinking when we were teenagers. His philosophy was, if you're going to do it, I would like for you to do it at the house, do it responsibly. Sure, yeah. And he would go buy a Crown Royal bottle. I would drink that, and then he would go fill it back up with cheap whiskey. Ah. So <laughs> little did I know I was a big fan of George Tickle. <laughs> <laughs> George Dickle Crown Royal. <laughs> yeah, the Canadian, the Canadian whiskey man, George Dickle. <laughs> it's the Canadian George Dickle. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, and uh, when I moved down to Mobile, I quit drinking. It wasn't really an issue for me. And then, like after everything that happened down there, and I came back up to be with family, I was, I'm gonna drink. Yeah. And I did that for four or five years, and. Straight, like I, I can almost not remember a day when I wasn't. Yeah. And now, you know, two weeks, I can have a beer. Yeah, yeah. And I know that I can walk away from it. Yeah, that's dude, good. I've, I've got friends not much older than me, and they already get the shakes. Yeah, see, I'm, I've never been at that point. Um, I can drink for two, three weeks straight every night, a couple beers or whatever, some liquor. 
Um, and then I can walk away for two or three days too. But it's just the mental thing is what gets me. Mm-hmm. It's like that's what I do at night is I sit on the couch with my wife and I drink a couple beers or drink whatever while we're watching TV. And it's like when it's not there, it's like what the hell are we going to do? Mm-hmm. You know? I can relate to that, dude. You know, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of days like getting off work. And that's truly how I shoot a lot of shots. Like yeah. uh, if I get enough beers in me, I might – uh, hit up somebody like I really want to have you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and like next thing you know, I wake up and they respond and be like, "Yeah, I'd love to." And I'd be like, "Holy crap, it's yeah. so and so!" Like, why are yeah. they talking to me? And I look back, I was like, "Oh, I got in them DMs last night, did I?" <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, I, a I, liquid courage. There's, um, you know, you and I have talked about me starting up a podcast. I told you about one idea I had earlier off mic. Yeah, that I don't want to talk about on mic. But I am going to do a podcast of just me talking at first to see where it goes. The working title right now is The Mind, Some Trauma, and Homemade Fish Sticks. That's the working title right now. I like that. It's just going to be because my wife and I discovered um, a recipe on Instagram for homemade fish sticks the other night. I'm a fish stick guy, too. And it was made with cheddar cheese and egg and... Tuna. Next time, tuna. Next time that happens, I expect full call. It was man. so good, dude. I'll send you the recipe on the Instagram. But I, I'm going to use it, and that's one of the things I want to discuss. I've got a lot of stuff that, that I've internalized for years. I mean, when I moved back to Mississippi six years ago, I lost my brother. I lost my father. My mother is now has officially doesn't know who I am anymore. And there's a lot of pain that I went through. I went through a divorce. Mm-hmm. I went through a beautiful marriage that I'm going, you know, I'm in now, and I hope it lasts forever. Um, and so there are some good things and bad things, but I want to, I don't have anybody to talk to about this. I can't afford a psychiatrist. I can't afford a, a therapy to somebody to talk to. So I'm going to just start this podcast. If nobody listens, that's okay. But for me, I'm going to be able to tell my story and I want to tell the story of my stroke and everything I went through because there is not, as far as I'm concerned, I put that episode that we did in the can just for that, because yeah. I decided I wanted you to have that there not, ha- and not for it to be on mine. Yeah. Well, either way, I mean, there and, is, and I may air it later. Yeah. I mean, there's not for me, I, I found little resources for people who go through the, who went through a hemorrhagic stroke like I did. 13% of people who have strokes have the kind I did. So it's really hard to find that story that matches mine. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay. So I'm going to put it out there into the ether and see what happens. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a lot of stuff. I'm going to talk about death. I'm going to talk about depression. I'm going to talk about drinking, strokes, he, uh, trauma, you know, fish of sticks. all kinds. Fish sticks. And homemade fish sticks. We might even discuss recipes. Because I'm, I'm a cook. <laughs> I love to cook, dude. I'm, I'm learning a lot right now. But, I mean, <laughs> I, real talk, though. I mean, just, you know, Porch Talk is turning five on July 27th. Wow. And That's crazy, you've been along for the ride for yeah. the most part of it. And it's crazy, like, some of the storms that you and I have walked together through and uh, other friends who have come on the show and the friends that we've made, such, I mean, like, people that brought us close, like, shout out Taylor Hollinsworth. Yes. I mean, uh, we, we have his art on our walls. Yeah. And, uh, we play his music all the time Robert, Robert I mean, you've turned, far. yeah you've turned me on to so many new people I mean now we had a <laughs> it was funny because during the pandemic and I actually listened the other day back to the Nick Shoulders interview you did <clears throat> but during the pandemic you had him on and mm-hmm. then you and I talked about it and I totally got confused on who he was <laughs> and I thought he was a member of the Whiskey Shivers and blah 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 anyways now he's like, that's all I almost all I listen to is Nick Shoulders. That's good. So yeah, oh, man, he's amazing. Have you heard the new song? Uh yeah, dude. <laughs> I really just, want a copy of that new record. He just put out a new song that he's yodeling, and it is the best. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. <laughs> it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it was great. So that yeah. was that was one of those shot shooter stories. Yeah. So uh, my, <laughs> my buddy down in Mobile. Uh, Johnny Habbard, he, he does comedy for me sometimes with the festivals. Yep, yep. And I was staying down there with him, and we were trading music back and forth like you and I do. Mm-hmm. And I had just, maybe it was Instagram or something got recommended to me to where Nick Shutters was on my radar. 
And Johnny was really into him at this time. Yeah. And Johnny, man, you have got to check this guy out. And I was like, we have been drinking. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'll write him right now. <laughs> you message him on what, Instagram? Instagram. Yeah. And like next day, he's like, it's COVID, pandemic. I'm not doing anything. Tour's canceled. Here's my phone number. Call me one night. Bet. And we, awesome. and we did it. And it's a good episode, dude. I, like, I just, yeah, I just yeah, reshared yeah, yeah. it on my socials the other day. Yeah. And I was like, sometimes I still think about this gym. Yeah. And, like, because at that time, it's like a lot of people didn't know. And I feel like a lot of people know yeah. now. But yeah. that was like an early find right there. That was a diamond in the rough. <laughs> that was awesome. And yeah. I, I do feel like that. I, I feel that way about a lot of people that I've, I've been fortunate enough to have on the show. I mean, you've, and it's really cool too, because like, I remember as it's kind of becoming, I guess we can do the grunge episode later, but this is kind of becoming like a talk, looking back at five years episode, but like, I remember you and I getting into the, we had a blues episode and you kind of, you knew the basics, yeah, you know, and you and I talked and like all of a sudden your brain lit up and you all, you had Jimmy Duck on, you were going to all the blues musicians, going down to Bentonia, you know, well, that Robert epi- Connolly. That, that episode and that documentary fired me up, and it just so happened. I think it's just the way the universe or God or however you want to put it works. Yeah. Is after we had that talk, uh, once again, I shot a shot on social <laughs> media, and the Blue Front Cafe shared my post. And so I reach out to him and be like, uh, hey, what's up? I'd like to meet Jimmy Doug Holmes. And I had just gotten in contact with my right-hand man, Philip Sable, yeah. who is a student of Jimmy's and plays and frequents the Blue Front. And that, that matter of fact, that was the episode that they had shared. And then I got the Or Blue's episode? No, no, no. Philip, oh. Philip Sable's episode. Oh, gotcha, which gotcha. happened shortly after that. Because after we did that episode, it's like, dude, I'm in Mississippi. Why am I not... Why don't I... I can go there <laughs> yeah. easily. Yeah, like you can do this in a day. It's a day trip. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. And so I started seeking people out, and uh, Philip took me up on it. And next thing you know, Jimmy. And I mean, look at it now. I've been covering the Bentonia Blues Festival for three yeah, years now. That's awesome. Yeah. So I still have yet to go. I don't know what happened. The first year, I don't think you and I've really talked about it. The last two years, but so you went down there this weekend. Yeah, I was just there. Yeah, give give me the give me the skinny. I, I, I wish there was some skinny to give, dude. I felt like I was kind of shorthanded or shortchanged on this one, and like so Friday it kicked off, and I would have been playing bass for Philip with a Delta get down, but I was at the Sunstroke House for say hi for say yeah. hi, which was a, a achievement unlocked because I'm a huge fan of say hi. Yeah, and so I, I and Eric and I had been talking for years about him coming on the show, and so. I was like, well, priority, man. Like, I can play at the Blue Front Cafe anytime. But uh, this is kind of, you know, it, it was five years since he had been back to Columbus, Mississippi. And I, I just kind of waited out, and I was like, this is a little bit more important to me. So yeah. I, I missed Friday night, but they had uh, pretty severe weather. So I didn't feel like I missed a whole, whole lot. I know that a lot of shows were had, and there was a lot of good times had. And so I woke up Saturday morning, and I head down to Bentonia and I got my podcast equipment. I shout out Gilbert Val. I get up with Gilbert. Hey, like, Hey, I need an RV to sit up in. He puts me in the last RV on the left. I get, my pod- <laughs> that's what you meant by last RV. On the and left. I, I, get, I get my podcast equipment set up in the back of the RV and then I just go scouting. And the first person I run into is my dear friend from Boston, Ryan Lee Crosby, who was just phenomenal. Yeah. And I was like, Ryan, I know you don't go until later. Can you give me about 15, 20 minutes? And let me sit down and catch up with you. Absolutely. So I catch up with Ryan, and I was like, well, I know my good buddy Robert Conley Farr is here, and I brought him down some records because yeah. he's on the Porch Talk record, and I yep. hadn't had an opportunity to give him some records yet. And so I catch up with Robert and be like, hey, man, I want you to get over here to the RV. I got some records for you, and I'd like to talk to you yeah. in person. So uh, we done that. I wrapped that up, and this is where I kind of got shorthanded. Well, I started, like, trying to enjoy what was going on on stage, and then it's just Bentonia family. 
I'm not upset about it at all. People get to talking. Yeah. And next thing you know, you get swept away in conversation, and I'm drifting away from the stage. But then here comes Libby Ray Watson, and I was like, I've known Libby for years now. And I was like, Libby, this would be a good time. I, w- I would like to sit down and talk with you. I got swept away, and uh, my buddy Keith, he's like, Libby been looking for you, man. She was wanting to do the podcast, and she couldn't find you. And I like, oh, wait. Wow. Ah, well, maybe we'll catch up in September. And, and other people that I had spoken to that day, I just got, I got wrapped up in the moment of yeah. hanging out. And you just, weren't even drinking. <laughs> I had a couple beers that day. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. It was, a, it was a, like, a, like, I'm not swearing off drinking. Like sure, I'm sure, not, sure. I'm not going for sobriety. I'm just going you, for responsibility. Got you. Yes. And so I had, I probably that's had. A good way to, that's a good way to say it. Three or four beers that day. Yeah. And I mean, I was just happy to see her. Because some of these people only see one time a year. Sure. And so it's okay to be swept away in those conversations. And But I did get to see, I, I saw Ryan Lee Crosby set. I got to see Robert Conley Farr set. R.L. Boyce was down there. Um, that was that was after Robert, and I packed my things up after Robert played and okay. dipped out. I've seen R.L. and Jimmy yeah. hundreds yeah. of times. And typically how it goes by that time, Jimmy and R.L. have been in <laughs> it's, sauce. You don't you don't really want to hear the two of them together. <laughs> they played over in uh, in West Point at the uh, the Black Prairie Blues Museum, and uh, it, I think they were both about drunk. Well off because I was I was really excited because I'd never seen Jimmy Duck before. I had taught my friend Pee Wee Chris Folks, who's been playing bass with uh, with mm-hmm. Jimmy Duck a lot. Um, so we were trying to work out a show. It never happened because I'm a very forgetful dude. <laughs> and so I was really excited. I got to see Jimmy Duck play a couple songs. Then R.L. got on stage with him. And I was just like, like they were playing two different songs. And I was like, I haven't been drinking that hard. <laughs> I know I haven't. That happened. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I swear. Like, there are some like random nights when yeah. I, you'll wind up in Bentonia and I'm playing bass and Jimmy will come out to play with us. Yeah. And it happens like that. It's like, I'm not playing what you're playing. And, I, <laughs> and call me crazy, but I know I'm not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm looking over there at him. I was like, because he, he doesn't tune his guitar. Like, it's the sauce. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, somebody didn't tune his guitar. <laughs> yeah. Years ago, funny story. Years ago, I had the opportunity um, to interview. I was doing an, I was writing for Okra Magazine at the time. Um, and I had the opportunity to sit down with Leo Bud Welch before he, right before he passed, a couple months. I made good friends with his manager. We hooked up. I went to see him up at the uh, the Blue Canoe. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so it, it was really bad, man. It was, it was way out of tune. The whole team's like three or four or five songs. You know, I interviewed him before. Um, I ended up the audio was horrible. He really was you know, just kind of a yes and no kind of person, you know. Um, that stinks. Yeah. It, I hate it when it goes down like that, man. There wasn't enough that I could use for an article. Um, well, I probably could have come up with an article. If I'm a good writer, I'd be able to. But anyway, so he went through three or four or five songs and so then his manager, younger fella, comes on stage and they kind of take a break and he tunes his guitar for him. Well, Jimmy, Jim, I said Jimmy, um, Leo, Leo puts the guitar back on, starts playing again. Then he starts bitching out loud on the microphone about how the guitar ain't tuned right. And so he starts messing with it. And so it goes from being a regular tuned guitar to being a horribly tuned guitar again. Right. And I'm like, how did this happen? How you, what are you, what are you hearing? I mean, you, you know, and I'm just, I'm appreciating the fact that this is a legend on stage of the, the Mississippi Delta Blues dude. and I'm getting to watch him, you know, <laughs> and stuff. It, it, dude, it's it, like, woo. <laughs> it, it's so funny. Like some of these nights in the blue front and, just so happen, maybe I'm the only person there that knows how to do the Bentonia tuning because it is slightly different than like other sure, tunings. Yeah. And it's wild getting in those predicaments. It's like, Jimmy, tune my guitar. I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Wow, yeah. <laughs> right, let's take a break real quick, get okay. some more speed. <laughs>
know, I know, I know I ain't that old I don't know why the beer is this color. I thought it would be red like Hawaiian punch because that's, that's what it tastes like. <laughs> it does, really. Fruit Force by New Belgium. That's what we're trying now. I don't know why these people did this to us. But it is one of the most fantastical beers. 9.5, so you have to kind of watch your mind your manners. Yeah, more than mind your manners. <laughs> And, and what's crazy is uh, it, they should dye it red. They should dye it red. It would be good as, as red. But then, yeah, I guess red beers, you kind of already... As a sour. You think sour, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it turned people off. But, I mean, if you're buying how do you, it... How no, do you make an IPA this stout and just this delicious? <laughs> it is a fruit punch IPA is what it says on the can. And it literally... we, My wife and I bought it one night. Just like, oh, let's try this out. I don't like the Voodoo Ranger stuff. And what's the other fruit one they have? Fruit Force. This is Fruit Force. Oh, Juice Force. Juice Force. There we go. That's my favorite. Well, Juice Force, it was good. And so I was like, well, that we didn't try this one, did we? She was like, no, I think the other one is juicy something, isn't it? And I said, yeah, maybe so. Mm. We've got this Fruit Force. I'll tell you a little like, story about this beer. What's that? I bought a six-pack after work because I was like, oh, I know Juice. Uh, I'm messing up. Fruit Force. Yeah, I know Juice Force. Oh, you thought it was Juice Force? And I, I look at the percentage of it, I was like, nine and a half. Okay. <laughs> and I buy the six-pack of it, right? Yeah. Well, I polished two off, and I was like, feeling pretty good. Yeah. Well, I get to that third one, and you know, it tastes like Hawaiian punch, so it goes down stupid fast. Yeah. Uh, I had plans that night, but my plans uh, ended up <laughs> being on the floor. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta watch it, man. You gotta watch it. I don't know. I guess with I, I can't handle my liquor. I can handle my beer. Yeah, I mean that's the thing about it. And that shout out to these nine and a half beers. It tastes this damn good. It should be illegal. I don't. I don't know how they get away with <laughs> no, this. No, it should not. It should be legal everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just. I'm just. It is dangerous. But like you said, though, like with beer, you can kind of. It's not like liquor to where, let's say you make two liquor drinks, you know how liquor is to where it sits on you later, yeah. and you don't know you made your bed till later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, gotcha. at, at least this, you can kind of track. I got you, yeah. But the thing about these, they taste so good, and they're so, nine and a half. Yeah. Well, if you suck down three of them real fast, you're in a pickle. Yeah. It's kind of like the people that buy them, them purple drinks and blue drinks and orange drinks in the big cans at the convenience store. They're like packed full of alcohol and sugar, mm-hmm. and you're like drink one or two of them, and you're just stupid drunk. Well, you're not, <laughs> you're not only quick. drunk, but you're also on a sugar high. Yeah, you're on a sugar and, high, and, and then, then you're crash. gonna have a crash. Yes. Yeah. So at least this right here, you don't really have the sugar high because mm-hmm. I mean, granted, sugar is what makes the alcohol, but you know, and I think that's the reason why this is so stout. I don't want to get into the whole thing, but like sugar does. Yeah, yeah, and Mess. how and how long it stays in the fermenter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so shout out to Druid City. They're coming out with some summer flavors this year, dude. I don't know, man. I've gotten over there in so long. I need to. Well, you're gonna have to make a trip. Yeah, and I was just looking. Shout out! I got up my my good. good people brewing hat, which I normally am wearing my Druid City hat when mm-hmm. I'm here, but um, 
I found this one. This one is probably the oldest hat I had. They're celebrating 15 years. Get out of here, dude. Yeah. And good people make some mighty fine beer, too, by the way. Yes, <laughs> they do. <laughs> One, uh, shout out to that snake handler and that hazy snake. Yes. And, and I heard the, they're going to do the double hazy. Yeah, we already, already had it, man. It's already out. It's done. That it's, thing. It, it's been consumed. That thing is stupid. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually, shout out to good people. It's not as good as regular snake handler to me. No, it's not. I mean, regular snake. I'm still so, going. I'm still going to give it a five yeah. out of five. But yeah. it's, to me, the world's best IPA is the Lamplighter by Drew City Brewing Company. Rodad. World's best double IPA is the Snake Handler for sure. I mean, look, look at that. Look how fast it's going down. Yeah. Hazy, beautiful, fruity. Jamie, if you're out there, I'm sorry about what's coming. It's going to be the part where you just cut it off. <laughs> what's that? You know, it's like, I hate it when y'all get to drinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's <definitely>. coming. <laughs> no, I think we'll behave. Yeah, definitely. So I want to talk to, um, if you follow me on, and I'm, I'm going to tell you this as well. I'm telling you this. But follow me on Instagram if you want to. I do some cool things sometimes um, at Monk on the Radio. Um, there's a link there to my Spotify. Mm-hmm. I've been creating these playlists that are... So, Indies Only is no longer a thing. Mm-hmm. But the music still exists. It's still out there. They're still putting it out every week. That's what I wanted you to do. Just so, compile it, man. Folk Art Radio is what you need to look for. Just go to my Spotify. And the playlists are labeled as Folk Art Radio Volume 1, 2, through Episode 1, 2, 3, 4. And I'm, I'm creating those things every week. So go and delve into some new music. There's That's, so much good stuff. And then if you if you can listen on shuffle if you want to, but if you listen straight through, I kind of I curate it and make sure certain songs are around certain songs. So that's I mean, that's one thing. Like uh, we recently like YouTube has the podcast section on their not yeah. only if you're looking at it on the desktop or oh, on your phone, never, yeah. but if you have the YouTube Music app. You can pull up the podcast portion, so you can like listen. And so all the video podcasts that I do, you can pull it up on YouTube Music. And so I've also been trying to curate a playlist on YouTube. I ain't out yet, but I awesome. mean, pe- yeah. but people have been asking. You know, it's like, why don't you have a curated like porch talk list of all the people that you've had on the show? And it's like, I mean, that's something easy that you could do. I was like, yeah, it would be easy. Yeah, uh, just haven't taken the time yet. But a shout out to it, dude, because like. That is definitely something that I would subscribe to. Yeah. So, I mean, what have you been listening to? Like, and I know we, we wanted to do a grunge episode, so maybe we do a two for today. But, like, what have you been listening to lately? I've been on a Jason Isbell kick. Not his new stuff. The new record is really good, too. Shout the, out to the new, the new, The new Jason Isbell is good. And shout out to Fuzzy. Yeah. Because if he didn't put, the, that, if, if he didn't put the recommendation out there, I probably wouldn't have gave it a chance. Really? Because the the previous one, I was not a fan. I ended up like like in Dreamsicle and one other song off that record, and that was it for me. And I was like, and I saw him live. I saw him in the four hundred unit live for that record twice. Yeah. Like Tuscaloosa for the bicentennial, yeah. and then the following day at double for the Nashville Sound record. Yeah. That, in my opinion, oh, aside it, from it, the it, South, might, it, it might not be Nashville Sound because the Nashville Sound record, in my opinion. Is the best 400 unit record. That's second to only the Jason Isbell Southeastern record. Let's see. Let me. I, I want to be sure, but I, I called him for the bicentennial in Tuscaloosa, and then next day I called him at Double Decker in Oxford because I, sure, yeah. I happened to be working it. Of it was not Nashville Sound. It was the the reunion record. Yeah, that the record kind of it, 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 it missed. Yeah, and they they were touring that one. Of course, they did play like some of the good ones toward the end. Yeah. Uh, but even like, and I'm not throwing shade, at sure. all. But I, I caught him two days in a row, and both days were kind of lackluster. And not just him. It was like the band as a whole, and like maybe maybe it was me. Maybe I was just expecting more. Yeah. Because like. You know, was it, it the same playlist? It was the exact same set. Wow. Yeah. I'm playing set. Yeah. Sorry. But uh, it, it, it takes me back to like some of these Alabama artists. And Abe really put it this way to me. When you live in Mobile, Callahan does a good job of booking people that 
you're in a small room such as the Sunstroke House. And if I'm sitting with you and I invited you out that night to go with me, the first thing I'll tell you while we're sitting there having our meal and having a beer, you and I will never have another opportunity to be this close in a room this small with an artist this good. Yeah. And I went there with that expectation, and it was just I – th- huh. I, th- I think I hyped myself up That was your much. only time to see Isbel. Yeah, with a four hundred unit, I would love to see him like do like something more than free. Yeah, or southeastern by himself. Yeah, because I saw him. I guess it was southeastern at Iron City in Birmingham, and the dude that opened up <coughs> had no clue who this guy was. Get up to the stage. I'm I'm up to the stage. I'm ready to see Isabel. I'm right up against the stage. You know, I always go to like if you're looking at the stage, I'm stage left mm-hmm. on the very end usually, leaned against the barricade. So I'm there, and it says something like the Commonwealth of Kentucky wrapped around the the or Colonel of Kentucky or some shit like that. And man, Sturgill Simpson comes on mm-hmm. and just lights up. I'm like. Who the hell is this? Because mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen the poster of the car, the Jason Isbell poster. It was three shows he did, and was one in Birmingham, Mobile, and somewhere Florence, maybe. Um, and Sturgill opened up for him. I was so mesmerized. But Isbell at that time, man, he was just chiming on all cylinders. Those first couple records, you know. I think that was before he actually said, "Hey, my band is called the Four Hundred Unit," you know. And I don't really know. I think the difference is just he gets to focus on him and not so much the letting the band have a say in it when he puts out an Isbel record or a 400-unit well, record. Well, so. he hasn't done an Isbel record since the unit, to my knowledge. Mm. He might have done Southeastern in between, but like Southeastern was the last independent thing that he had done. Southeastern was the very first record. Oh, he did... Because he did the Sirens of the Ditch, that was um, 2007. Then he came with Southeastern, then Something More Than Free, which is another great record. And then he teamed up with um, Patterson Hood. They did that Live at the Shoals Theater thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, shout out, dude. Uh, Alabama native, and I will not badmouth a musician from Alabama. Yeah, I tell you, two bangers coming out of Alabama right now. Carver Commodore has a new song that just dropped. I don't remember the name of it. I can look it up real quick because it made it on the new playlist today. Fruit Force is doing damage. (laughs) But the new Carver Commodore song is Too Late to Get Too Late to Get Out. It's fantastic. And then also a big shout out to um, Shahid and DJ Supreme out of Birmingham. Shout out, baby. That Freaking song they dropped on Instagram this week. I mean, on uh, it's rocking your socks. Yo, man, it's, it's great. Great. If you're a hip hop fan, definitely delve into that. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the two. Have days. you checked out like some of the like the bonus tracks that Early James off his latest record that he's been slowly I'm, releasing? I've not. I've. I've, been, I've. I took in his record one one day. What I want to say about it, I'm, it, it didn't. I expected something different. Okay. You and I've talked about this. Before. We have, we have. It's yeah. great because yeah. he's one of the most talented singers and guitar players that we know. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but but it just it was a little more mellow and than I was expecting, and I was looking for a little more. Yeah, you know, and maybe I need to get into it with, with, with that first record. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. You know, it was I, so I, freaking good. You know, the problem with most of those songs on the first record was that was that they ended. <laughs> exactly, you're yeah. right, man. And, I, and nothing against the second one; it wasn't lackluster sure. at all. It, it was mighty fun, but yeah. like I understand what you're yeah. saying. It was like you kind of set the bar really high, man. I mean, whew. Go go crazy on that guitar, man, because you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> you can do it, man. Yeah, it's um, man, that first record though, I listened to it on. I got the vinyl. I listened to it the other day. It was just like, wow. You been enjoying the new blips? Yes, yes, and I really dig the new Terry Ohms 
or I was about to say. This book is awesome, dude. Wes, if you're out there, where is my copy? You know, I reached out to uh, to Wes the other day on Instagram because I didn't even realize. So years ago, I was in Seasick Records in Birmingham, Mm -hmm. my old haunt, and I'm digging through, and I find a Vulture Whale record. I probably have it, and I grab it, and I'm like, (laughs) hell yeah. This is going to be cool. It just looks cool. It's a Birmingham band. I put it on when I got home, and I was blown away. It was like one of the best um, records to ever come out of Birmingham, Vulture Well. I don't know if they ever put out more than one, but I looked on the back. Uh, they they and, did. And, uh, Wes McDonald, Wes McDonald Les Newby, and Les Newby. And Jaco. Jaco on drums. I don't know. What's his real name? Uh, Jake Weitzman. So you had to go look at it in there? In my record He's collection. on there. I know. Man, I have that record that you're talking about. It was freaking phenomenal. Vulture Will was sick, dude. I listened to it the other day, and I'm like, why are these guys not still a thing? They are. Where are they at? But they're doing their own. <laughs> no. It's so cool, though, <laughs> to get into the multi-layers of this Birmingham thing. It's so silly. Like, think about... I, I, I'm think, sure... Think about Wes. You have Vulture Will, then you have Cherry Holmes. He plays drums with the blips. Uh, Les Newby has got his own solo project. And Wes has got his own solo stuff, which I used to play mm-hmm. back in the early 2000s. Jaco, which is Jake, has got his own thing. Like, And I, I like that. Like, I'm going to get the record. You keep talking. Yeah, you keep talking. Is it pink? It's a pink record, ain't it? Nope. It's not the pink one? Nope. It's the gray one. I'm going to keep guessing until you get back. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go through the whole rainbow. Uh, but yeah, Boys and Girls is... Uh, Birmingham is not to be trifled with. There is so much good coming out of Cornelius Chapel. Uh, Will Stewart has got something cooking. He's going to be touring in Scandinavia. Shout out, Bub. I do not have that record. I do not. I do not have that. I need to investigate. Uh, This came out on Scott Bucket Records, which before there was... That might be why I don't have it. Yeah. Before there was uh, Old Elegante and... Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, what's the label? Uh, Cornelius. Cornelius Chapel. There was Sky Bucket. And I don't know who owns Sky Bucket, but they put out some bad stuff back in the day. But I didn't even realize back when I bought the record and was listening to it, you know, back in the day. I mean, where's the credits? Maybe they're inside. Yeah, Jake Weitzman, Les Snoopy, Wes McDonald, and Keelan Parrish was the guy I forgot. Yeah, I don't know Keelan. Keelan would have been on the base. Yeah, uh, yeah, those guys are. This is a fantastic. They're unreal. This is you know like you know you know Les. I mean, like back in the day, his band opened for Foo Fighters. Yeah, these guys should be on tour with somebody like the Foo Fighters right now. They, they kick a lot of ass. Yes. And it makes you it makes you wonder. I mean, think about the blips. It makes you wonder. It's like, why? I don't know why. I mean, I've never But I mean, been... but think about this as though, you know, take someone like Taylor. He's toured with Bright Eyes. He's done phenomenal things on the road. But he just, he runs the Taylor Hollinsworth circuit in Birmingham. Yeah. You know, so there obviously is something more to it. Maybe, maybe you don't want to do the road no more. You know what I'm saying? If I can do it here, why go? Maybe so. Put out great records. Everybody talks about you shit forever until you put out a new one. It's, it's, <laughs> it, yeah, it's guys like us that talk about it. Everyone else is, if you're not from there, you're like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, so they put out, I'm looking here, because I never have investigated um, Vulture Whale um, past that. that. That's their debut record, came out in 2017, or 2007. It just has a, a multicolored, looks like maybe a triangle hotel, prism hotel front on the front cover they also put out another record that year called vulture whale <laughs> i think that's the one i might be familiar with with the yellow and red cover yeah that's the one i have yeah and then they then they come out with uh, another one in 2011 2016 so shout out to the boys dude you're just making me want to make a trip over to Birmingham. Man, i mean i was I, the other day i was working from home and the other day i just put this record on i was like i've listened to that in a while i'm gonna listen to it and I was like, I forgot, forgot how, how hard it went. Good, this record is, man, fantastical, <laughs> as they say. So, yeah. So, shout out to Vulture Whale. Check them out if you get a chance. 
Well, dude, we're rounding out toward the hour. Anything else that uh, you want to get into before we do our grunge episode? I'm good. I think I am, too. I think we did plenty we'll of plugging. We're going to do grunge tonight? You think so? Two episodes in one night? You, you're, are you ready for this kind of this kind of heat? Let's rock it. All right, stay tuned, boys and girls. We're out of here.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.